Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome. Good day and happy Wednesday, and welcome back to another episode of Sunshine Steven Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Steven Rice, and today I am talking with Alexis Smith. And I do have to give a bit of a trigger warning. We are going to be talking um, about eating disorders and such. So be warned, triggered, don't do that. But yes, that's part of um, Alexis's journey. So um, just wanted to put that out there so you know. Um, But it's a really good conversation and truly inspiring. And I'm just so fortunate to have her on the show, you know, sharing her story and being brave enough to, you know, work her life with it. You know, it's, it's great. It's good positivity, um, all around. So with that, let's just get right to it. Well, thank you so much, Alexis, for stopping by the Sunshine Stephen podcast. How are you? I am so great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, of course. Yes. Uh, we, it's called matchmaker.fm for people that don't do podcasting or anything like that um connected on that and i think it's been a really cool tool um and you have a really interesting story that i hope everybody will soak up so definitely excited to have you on for sure thank you i mean i could talk for hours (laughs) and i do so i mean this is what i love so I'm, i'm super grateful for this opportunity yeah same that's why i'm like oh podcast sounds great i just talk and talk and talk like (laughs) awesome who knew like i I never knew i guess growing up podcasts weren't really a thing i feel like they're just now starting to get bigger and bigger and so when i found them out and i was like huh could i do this and now it's been almost a year so yes yeah exactly and like motivational speaking used to be my thing until i can go to groups anymore so then i'm like itching for something you know so i'm like okay podcasts i can do that virtually from my home during you know these craziness times yes no definitely (laughs) and that's what we need in the world yeah honestly i was like this is kind of selfish of me but i want human connection (laughs) yeah no definitely that's i mean that's (laughs) one of the reasons why i started this podcast last year was in the middle uh it was actually like the second week of lockdown and i was like what do I do with my time? Like, this is so, it's so, and I thought, oh, this will be over in like a month or two. And boy, was I wrong. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are almost a year later. Um, awesome. Well, I'll throw it over to you and let you introduce yourself, um, who you are, your story. And then honestly, we'll probably just dive right into the story and everything like that. And then go from there. Awesome. So yeah, my name is Alexis. I go by Lexi, Lexi Smith, and I'm here in Utah. I'm currently a psychology student in my undergrad. Um, I'll get a master's degree in mental health counseling and kind of pursue that. And that's all because of where I've been in life. Um, I love to do yoga. I used to teach piano. Music is a big part of my life. Um, school and work are honestly probably what consume my time the most, (laughs) which I'm sure what most people can relate to, but I love being with my friends and with my family. I like being outside, um, you know, whatever I can get my hands on. So that's kind of, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Growing up, I was always super active and a part of, um, just a bunch of extracurriculars and just very perfectionistic when it came to school. And, 
Um, as I moved into like junior high, I started to develop some depression and things like that. So that's kind of where my story begins. I don't know if you're quite ready for me to get into that, but um, yeah, I well, mean, I will. Okay. Let me go back and then we'll get into it before we hit okay, everybody. Okay. One, two, let punch. me not jump ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. College and kudos to you because I thought for about two weeks that I wanted to get my master's. Mm. No. <laughs> no. Um, I know. Yeah. And I actually said I study so, uh, sociology, psychology and criminal justice. Nice. Nice. It was nice, but I, um, and I joke about this a lot and I was like, you had to find balance. So I would have one class where I would study serial killers and horrible things that they would do. And then the class after that I made, it was a psychology class of stress, pain, and happiness where we literally would meditate. In the oh class. my gosh. That is awesome. It was the was best. Awesome. I was like, this is, this is the, the, the best balance for sure. Um, so, the, but that's awesome. Um, that you, I mean, you've got a lot going on and I do. <laughs> yeah. And I, before we jump ahead and get into everything. Yeah. I feel like uh, trigger warnings and everything are do for everybody. And anybody that's been listening or follow me on social media or anything like that, know, like I'm not one to fray away from these topics and everything. Cause I mean, I've gone through my, I have a lot of friends that have gone through it. So um yeah, just, just fair warning. It might get a little, a little sad here, but it's going to have a good ending. I'm sure. So <laughs> with that, I'll let you, people are probably like expecting the worst. Like she's murdered. Yeah, they're probably people. Like, oh, <laughs> like, <no>. yeah, something, <laughs> horrible. Yeah, no. So um, just fair, fair warning. So I'll let you. I promise it, it has a happy ending. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's always good. Yeah, that would be like the worst if you were like, here's a sad story. And then you just stop and people are like, wait, that's it. And you're like, yeah, it, my life still sucks. That's the end. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy to share my story. Um, like I said, going into junior high, I started to develop a lot of depression and perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in ninth grade, this was back, uh, ninth grade, let's see, I was probably 13, 14 at the time. And, um, I started to just really have a desire for health Mm -hmm. and everything started out really rationally. It was all very healthy, um, perfectly normal goals. It was what I was taught in school. And so I just had this desire to be healthier, to exercise more, to eat quote unquote better, um, to do these, to do these things to kind of change my lifestyle. And so I started to get into that. I had a fitness tracker at the time. And slowly but surely, this just became a giant spiral. And um, it's what the eating disorder community calls orthorexia now is is more of a health-based obsession Mm -hmm. with health itself, which ultimately is ironically unhealthy. And and so that's very interesting in and of itself. But um, it's becoming more and more widespread, which is why I think we need more awareness on it. And it's it's tricky because it's so gray and and people are kind of making careers out of this diet mm. culture and this industry yeah. and, and blah, blah, blah. And and so it's it's hard. It's hard to talk about and to find the happy medium. And, and so that's why I think bringing awareness to it is so important. But I kind of got wrapped up in in this spiral and in October of 2017, I was 15 at the time, I was diagnosed with, I was formally diagnosed with anorexia because I mean, orthorexia isn't a diagnosable um, eating disorder or a mental illness right now. It's not recognized in the DSM-5. So mm-hmm. I was I was formally diagnosed with anorexia and um, my pediatrician wanted to admit me to primary children's hospital 
um, here in Salt Lake. So my mom and I came home, packed our things and, and we hit the road for Salt Lake. And um, I was there for six days. I was there. I had a feeding tube placement, an NG feeding tube. So that went, um, it was across my cheek and then up my nose and then down my throat and into my stomach. Um, but then on top of that, I had a full, a full meal plan. So I was getting nutrients through this feeding tube as well as through food. And, um, I mean, the whole logistical side of that is, is just complicated in and of itself. Like all the dietic dietetics and things like that, like, when you're going into a hypermetabolic state and yet, you know, you're trying to get your heart rate up and this whole nine yards and um, your body is literally shutting down, like your reproductive system is shutting down, your hair is thinning, you know, just these things that you are so not enjoyable and, and right. you're, you're malnourished. And so at this point, you're not thinking rationally anymore. Right, right. And like, even though you think you're thinking rationally, yeah, you're not quite there. Yeah, totally, yeah. And it's, it's just so it's, it's emotionally exhausting and mentally and physically, it just takes a huge toll on everything. And um, so after six days, I left primaries, I still had my feeding tube. So I went home with that and did some like outpatient home health care. I had my feeding tube for the following four months. So wow. um, from October to February. I had a feeding tube 24 seven, slept with it, went to school with it, you know, showered with it, everything. So it was always with me. And, and that was just, oh gosh, it was, it was a horribly lovely experience. Mm. Um, because without it, I just don't think I would be as recovered or as I would have had as quick of a recovery as I do. But also the process of, of that feeding tube was, was a difficult, a difficult one. So um, that was where I was at in February of the next year. And then slowly but surely I had, um, regular meetings with my pediatrician, mm-hmm. with my dietitian that was specialized in eating disorder treatment, as well as a specialized, um, eating disorder therapist. So I went and saw all three of those, which I had the great opportunity of having such a wonderful recovery team and having oh, the good. resources for that. Um, and eventually I just kind of got into advocacy. I, I was like, what am I supposed to do? Like, this is such a big part of my life now. And, and what am I going to do? And I kind of came in with an attitude of, I didn't go through this for nothing. Right. And I feel like this is, there's something about this and that there's just this fire burning inside of me that I have to do something about it. And so, um, psychology and, um, even like human geography, I knew I kind of wanted to go somewhere in that direction as far as a career went. So started to exploring that. And then I was like, oh, mental health counseling is where I want to go. So I started going that route and I have absolutely loved it. As far as advocacy goes, I've been doing things ever since through the national eating disorder association with their walks and legislative events, um, pushing for like the eating disorder prevention in schools act, um, and, and visiting the Capitol and meeting with representatives about that, as well as I did some motivational speaking, like I mentioned before, before the pandemic and hopefully soon to yeah. youth groups in my area, which is so fun. That's my forte. I now have a podcast. I'm super active on social media, like on Instagram. So that's what I love to do. Hopefully getting into some coaching later on in life and then into formal counseling and therapy, um, specializing just in mental health because it's been such a big deal for me. And I mean, my eating disorder is only one part of my mental health story. I mean, the whole depression and the whole perfectionism and, and even now like some anxiety, just, I mean, my mental health for me is just something that I have to be a little more careful of than I think the average human kind of, you know, has to. So it's, it's been a big part of my life and that's what I'm, I'm, um, 
that's where my focus is. Yeah. That's where my, my purpose and my passion is. And so that's, that's what I want to do. So that's kind of my, my spark notes story. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome though. And that's, I, I appreciate you sharing that first of all. And then also we need people like you out there spreading the sunshine. Um, the whole reason why I interview people and get their story because I agree. It's it's not talked about a lot. I've had a few close friend, close friends that have dealt with eating disorders. Myself, even not as extreme or anything, but I didn't even realize. Like you were saying, you know, in health, but it's not really healthy. There was a period in college where I was just like counting calories. Oh, mm-hmm. my Fitbit, like ah, uh, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, it's ten o'clock at night. I still need to let me go. Oh and yeah, I don't sleep. So yeah, you totally get. It. And then I'm like, I'm all too familiar. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, when's the last time I even had a meal? I remember I had like a little this and that and stuff. And so finally, working with a therapist and everything, being like, oh, that was not good. Like that. But luckily I, I didn't, you know, I, I kind of realized that, but it's not talked about. And I feel like it's so relevant and so dangerous too. And I feel like there's not a lot of resources out there. So people mm-hmm. just think, I, I don't know. I just think about growing up and people, whenever we did study it or talk about it, people being like, oh, that's weird. Like I love to eat. And I'm like, uh, it's not that it's, it's much deeper and everything. So I do appreciate. And I think it's awesome that you're, out there and hopefully hopefully uh the pandemic will be over soon so that you can go and do some speaking some more because i know cross my fingers hope and pray let's yes that's what i uh that's what i want so soon yeah and it's so awesome though that you i i agree because you know this didn't happen for no reason like you know it's kind of like a purpose uh higher being whoever um put me through this for a reason and and so it's always nice to share and say hey you're going through this like i've been there done that i could write the book on it or go to a podcast and talk about it or motivate speak about it so um that's really awesome so besides that what other you kind of touched on it what other benefits do you think it would be for you to continue to share your story or what's the hope and goal you mentioned maybe doing coaching of course therapy and mental health stuff later like why do you think that would be very impactful right now in today's times, which are crazy? <laughs> yeah, well, I think like the whole the whole impact of of this podcast in and of itself is to kind of spread the joy and the happiness and 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 be ultimately beneficial to 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 listeners. And I think that that is so critical. Like when we're always in a place of trying to ha- having this desire to improve ourselves, trying to mm. improve who we are as a person. Cause I mean, we could all just be better humans. And, yeah. and I think that's kind of just the goal, but I think it's also important that we have to have hard conversations like there without, without the hard conversations, without the, unfortunately, without the hard times, we don't know what that, what that joy and what that sunshine is. And so right. that's, what's important as well is finding that balance. And so I think my goal with going through with all of this advocacy would be to do that with individuals that are currently struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, there, every once in a while, I mean, I will always remember what it felt like, you know, yeah. and I, I will always remember my struggles. But every once in a while, it will really, really hit me. Oh, yeah. And I'll sit there and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I remember. Like, I, I, I seriously remember. 
and and I'll just cry for them that are going through it. People I don't even know, people yeah. that have messaged me on Instagram and are saying, "Oh my gosh, thank you for your content. I appreciate this. This resonates with me," or whatever. You know, people that my parents have referred to me, um, my peers, people that have come to me and saying, "Lexi, you know, I, I I think I'm struggling with this. I don't know what the heck to do." Yeah, and so. That's my goal is to ultimately help them in the best way that I know how and, and make it, make it their lives a better experience for them. And, and with that being said, like therapy for me was brutal Mm -hmm. and eating disorder therapy is brutal. Like it, it takes a lot of tough love and it's hard. It's, it's definitely something that's not easy, but also I think the therapist that I had, we weren't as connected as I would have liked it to be. And I think it was more difficult than it needed to be for me. So, I mean, I'm not saying that I I'd like it to be easy for people because it's never going to be, but I'd like it to be a little, a little easier. Yeah. That's bumpy road. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that's wishful thinking, but, um, to create a, a more enjoyable experience while individuals are going through this process of recovery. Um, I mean, understanding that recovery is not linear. Mm-hmm. It, it never will be. It never has been. And um, just trying to ride out those bumps and in that road to the best of our abilities. And um, I am more than happy to kind of walk beside someone as they, mm-hmm. as they go through this. And even, even just whatever it is, like I'm, I'm a great vent sponge. I have, <laughs> I have two yeah. ears that love to listen, like, right. and, and to validate people's emotions. And I just think there's so much to do with mental health in our society that just gets so untalked about. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm so glad that I've learned that at such a young age, because now I can take that with me for the rest of my life. Um, especially to protect my own mental health, because I just do every single day. I mean, it's a battle yeah. for me every single day. It's always something. It's always yeah it's always, it's, it's that little bit of depression. It's a little bit of perfectionism, that little bit of anxiety. Um, and even though I am fully recovered from an eating disorder and I, I don't struggle with that anymore. And, and that's kind of my main message that that's always the last thing I always want to share with people when it's like, do you have any last things to say? Yes. Recovery is so real and, and it's so worth it. And full recovery is real. Some people will tell you that like an eating disorder will always be there. You'll always be in recovery, you know, in like this quote unquote remission from an eating Mm -hmm. disorder. And it's not true. Eating disorder recovery, full recovery is so real and so possible. And you don't ever have to live another day of your life worried about it. You don't ever have to step on the scale again. You don't mm. ever have to be worried about what food you're putting in your mouth. You don't, you're not, you're not going to remember calorie counts someday. You're going to be able to forget those. Um, there, there's just all of these little ticky tacky things that you don't think about until you're in the midst of it. And, and I'm here to tell those people that recovery is so real and so, so, so worth it. So that's kind of the goal of, yeah. of what I'm doing. And that's super powerful and beautiful too, because you could be going through something and just having somebody that's experienced it firsthand, still remember it to lean on their shoulder, get their advice, get, you know, like you said, just to vent to them. It's not like you're talking to a brick wall or somebody Mm. as much as we love our support system of friends and family. Sometimes there's no connection. So for a mindset, you know, I can't relate to you as much as, oh, but for me, I've dealt with death so much um, in my life Mm -hmm. that, you know, if somebody's talking, if I go talk to my husband, say, for example, he's never lost anybody close to him. So he, he, he always tells me like, I I can't fully understand that. But for you, you fully understand this. So people come to you and it's like, oh, beneficial and everything like that. So 
that's super exciting. I'm, I'm wishing you well for sure with that because it is super important. <laughs> and that's what my whole goal is to break the stigma with uh, mental health because so many people just have so many misinformed ideas of what it is. And... Yeah. And I think it's so important to note that like if full recovery wasn't real, then people like me and so many others wouldn't devote the rest of their lives to studying recovery, right. to studying treatment, to providing this treatment and these resources. Like if recovery wasn't real, there wouldn't be any recovered people out there. If recovery wasn't worth it, then everyone that's ever had an eating disorder ever would still have an eating disorder. But right. obviously it is. And so yeah. obviously once you can get to that headspace, that's when it becomes so critical and and so absolutely wonderful. So it's it's just that tough, those, those dark days in the middle that we're, we have to get through um, together. So, so that's kind of, that's the whole, that's the whole purpose. Yeah. And it's definitely uh, an amazing purpose and I'm super proud too. You're a little bit, well, a lot of it probably younger than I am. You said you were 15 in 2017. (laughs) So I'm like, Oh, well, I'm going to be 28 this year. And I was like, well, she's still in college. So it's really nice to see younger generation doing that. Cause I feel like not to brag, but my generation kind of started the whole Hey, let's go to therapy and talk about our feelings, you know, millennials. Yeah. So it's, I'm happy to see younger generations being like, we'll we'll do this. We like this. So um, I always get really nerded out with it because it is super important. And I just hope one day we can all just be happy and coexist together and not have any stigmas. So it's true. uh, Yeah. So my next question that I always like to ask us, and this could be a multiple answer it could be family members uh world leaders whoever sparks when i ask who inspires you oh i know who it's inspires always... me there's oh i have so many people that inspire me i think in the mental health community tiffany rowe is mm. probably my go-to i adore her when it comes to like <laughs> i'm thinking famous people Demi Lovato has got to be up there oh yeah I don't know if I'd make all the same life choices but like I'm definitely yeah yeah, yeah. I am definitely a big fan of everything that she's overcome oh Um, for sure and like just the way that she she has so much resilience and she can just bounce back um so I freaking love her (laughs) yes oh my gosh if I've ever seen somebody come out of a breakup any better it's right I don't understand like this is her best work (laughs) literally like a a phoenix legit because I was just like oh wow like she I'm like oh dang but yeah she's awesome there's there's I love Dolly Parton. I oh, don't know why, but I don't I just get me adore her. I okay. My I saw love. I had a I had a podcast episode. I saw a podcast episode the other day of Brené Brown and Dolly Parton on the same podcast. Oh it was gosh. literally the best thing I've ever listened to in my life. Like you're gonna so have to it see was, me that. I'm so good. Obsessed. I mean, she's iconic. <laughs> she's just a good person. She'd be my best f- friend. I feel like in real life. If oh yeah, I ever met her. I know she's probably listening. Um, there's two fans <laughs> here, Dolly. So if you ever just, uh, talk to us, yeah, she. That is so true. She's amazing. Um, it's sorry. so true. I got really excited when you said Dolly Parton. Anybody else come to mind? <laughs> <laughs> that's really that's really my main go to. I mean, if I just want some some eye candy. I go for Austin Butler. <laughs> yeah. See, sad part is I know who he is, but I did not grow up <laughs> with him. I love him. I feel like he would maybe, he's he's from Disney, correct? 
or was a long time yeah ago. yeah back in the day so mm-hmm. i feel like he, equivalent my generation would be like zach efron like everybody was into zach efron when i was in you know young in my old young in days um, <laughs> <laughs> which wasn't that long ago um, so yeah anywho so let me um oh i actually so you're gonna be my guinea pig for this next part so hopefully i'm so ready yeah so usually i have questions it's it's rapid fire questions just to you know get to know you a little bit more about random topics they're not serious at all it's not like you know some of them sometimes people get really into they're like oh that's a deep insightful question i was like really it's just asking you you know what movie you'd watch for the rest of your life but okay um so i actually made and the, the listeners can't see it but you can um flashcards <laughs> with that all is, these random questions that is awesome so i'm just gonna pick three randomly and ask you them okay let me see so this one <laughs> i'll be interested to see what you say because i know what oh i would boy. say uh <laughs> would you re- rather listen to music from the 70s or music from today Mm, probably today <laughs> i think the 70s <laughs> even though i'm not from them <laughs> i don't know if i could deal with the 70s forever like yeah forever the 70s mm, yeah i think i'd probably have to go with today yeah there are really good i mean i loved uh, my playlists are always all over the the place anyways but there's some good I don't know 70s music but there is it's, some of it's really corny and like oh I can see why this one was the style <laughs> um okay this is a good one if you had <laughs> imaginary situation if you had just tons of money somebody just handed you millions and millions of dollars and you could donate a big chunk of that to charity what charity would you pick and why I feel like I kind of know, but <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is kind of a given. I'd go yeah. to the National Eating Disorder Association just because of everything I've been through. Okay, that's where my lump sum would go, <laughs> hoping that they would take that and do research or have yeah. cool events or whatever. So yeah, I feel like that was a given. So I'm gonna give you two more just because it's my show. And <laughs> <laughs> favorite <laughs> hobby? What is your favorite hobby or hobbies? I guess. My favorite hobby is probably yoga. I just, oh, yeah. it's so fun. It feels so good. It helps my brain. It helps my body. I just love it. I just love it. I can't it get is. enough of it. I could do it. Like I could seriously do it every day if I had the time. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I love it. But I, uh, I tried hot yoga once. Not <gasps> my thing. Oh, that's too muggy. I don't like I that. did not. I was sweating and I smelled. And then my friends that I went with afterwards were like, oh, do y'all want to go? And I said, no, I want to go shower. <laughs> like, this is gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, that's true. Not I guess my favorite, my favorite other random side hobby is like driving in my car alone, listening to my music, like on full blast. Oh, I that's do like that all my the time. other like I don't is that a hobby? I'm not sure, but that's what it I is love. a hobby. Sometimes <laughs> I'll find a reason to go somewhere just so I can listen to a song full blast. And I will say, keeping up <laughs> with today's music, driver's license <laughs> has been on repeat. <laughs> I don't know how I relate to this song, but it's just so good. And then I read the drama behind it and I was like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah, it gets spicy. Days. It is. And then Sabrina Carpenter. <laughs> yep. You know, I was like, wow, this is. 
I don't know why I thought I was like this is keeping me on my toes and I have no clue who these people are I actually do I didn't know who Sabrina Carpenter was because she did a movie on Disney plus called I think in the clouds or clouds oh yeah true story. yeah 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 I if remember any, that if anybody wants a good cry um <laughs> I, my sister told me because she's like you love you love sad movies so she's That's like you should watch this movie me. so it's like okay and I'm sitting there like straight face the whole time <laughs> oh my gosh I yeah I but also apparently I have no heart because I've never cried during a movie so oh I cried during everything I kept it together until at the end when they showed real images and videos of the actual. Oh. And then I started crying because I was like, oh, that's not actors. That's real. It makes it real. <laughs> it does. Exactly. Good story, though. Um, okay. Last question. Um, oh, this is interesting. What is a hidden talent of yours? And it oh, won't be boy. hidden anymore if you <laughs> release it to the world. <laughs> My hidden talent. This is going to this is gonna get funky. I can. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> okay okay so one time I walk up to my parents I'm probably like eight years old and I was like dad look at this and I lift up my shirt and I can like roll my stomach like have you ever seen people do that I couldn't do that if I if somebody put a gun to my head and do this and my dad is like she's like come look at this like look at what legacy can do and so I don't I haven't I mean I haven't tried to do that in a long time but yeah that's my hidden talent that's so funny the, uh, is that, that it? I don't think that's a talent it totally I, is because I can do it like it that's like when people when I was younger they would they'd be able to like roll their tongue or like <gasps> I wish I could do that into different shapes and stuff and I'm like I could barely eat my breakfast without spilling it so yeah <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah. try that awesome well thank you so much for answering those again <laughs> They're just meant to be stupid and silly. Um, now back to more serious pressing <laughs> um, issues. Uh, mental health. Clearly, you're not one to shy away from it. So I always like to get with guests and see um, what tips or what things that you do um, to keep your mental health in check. Hopefully, if somebody's listening, they are like, oh, I could try that. That sounds like awesome. Like, let me do that. So what are some things that you do? Yeah, I feel like every single day I have to make an effort to keep my mental health in check or things just go haywire. So for me, staying organized, this is going to sound super funky, staying organized, but not too organized, because sometimes I can get in the mentality of every single little thing has to be written down. I have to schedule out every single thing I'm going to do all day. But if I can just have a place like I just have a planner where I can just write things down of what I need to get done, things that I just want to do, I don't write down because they're just things that I want to do. And if I get to them, I get to them. With that being said, though, I have to set aside set aside time every single day for what I call Lexi time, me mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And that's something that I learned in seventh grade from one of my counselors that I went to was that I have to have some me time every single day. And so like tonight, that's going to be watching The Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> um, like yesterday, it was taking a shower and just hanging out for a minute. Yeah. Um, it might be going longboarding. It might be taking a drive. Maybe that's, you know, having lighting a candle and just hanging out in my room, watching a a show, whatever, whatever it may be. And I think that that taking that time for some self-care is so critical for me. And, and what I think is important is it doesn't have to be bath bombs and pedicures and whatever it can just, it can literally just be like, 
being mindful while you're on the toilet, like whatever, whatever it is, like that's, what's so critical. And so doing those things every single day, I also feel like boundaries are so important. Like if somebody's toxic, see ya like I ain't got no time or place for that I don't care if you're family (laughs) I don't care if you're my closest friends like see you later bye yeah so I think boundaries are so (laughs) important um when it comes like even when it comes to mental health like if medication is for you you better be freaking taking your medication like every day. That's like me. literally this morning, my mom says, she texts me and said, Lexi, I know you were, were out of routine and hadn't had your antidepressants for a couple of days. Make sure you take them this morning. And I was like, oh yes, thank you. Like, let me go. Let me go put my pill organizer. Like I'm 80, like. Same. You know? and- <laughs> Trust me. I'm always like, same. It's, I totally get it. You know what I mean? So I'm like, but there should be no shame in that. Like if, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to say that's necessarily the right thing for everyone because like, right. let's not just be, you know, pharmacists just passing out at like candy yeah, but exactly. but still like if that's what's right for you then that's what's right for you and there's no shame in that so right. I think that is totally important as well as far as keeping your mental health in check yeah no definitely I <laughs> so everything you're saying I was like yes uh one I love that our generation is also too like we will cut ties with anybody like I don't <laughs> care oh you want to be racist grandma bye see you never <laughs> like Sorry, grandma, cut you out the Christmas card. Um, totally. <sighs> that's a weird, but yeah. Um, but also to, yeah, medication. It took me such a long time to say yes to it because addiction runs in my family and they were like, oh no, there's stuff mm. that we can do that. And I was like, oh, like who knew? Like, that's the thing too. People need to be informed to get the correct information. And now I look like an 85 year old when I have my big, huge <laughs> organizer and I'm like, Oh, let me go steep some chamomile tea and <laughs> take my <laughs> nightly medicine. And then I wake up and I'm like, let me get my cold brew. And so, so it's like a hipster 85 year old, I guess. It's so, so true. And well, like back in the a couple of years ago, like I, I just had one, I just had one medication. So it, but still, I still needed a pill organizer because I did, I, I wasn't sure if I had taken it yet that day. Yes. And then I'm like, crap, did I take it? I don't want to take it again. Like if I did, but then like, Oh, I don't remember if I did. Yes. So even if I had like just one or two, I still have to like put them, put them. Yeah. You know? Same. Even with my vitamins. I had to, cause I was like, did I take my B12 today? I don't remember. Yep. Yeah, Harper medicine. Cause I have to take that. Cause again, I'm an 85 year old trapped in a 27 year old's body. So my Harper medicine, I'm like, Oh, did I take it? And then I, 11 o'clock I'm like nope didn't take it I got heartburn so (laughs) (laughs) um yep but awesome thank you thank you for sharing that um this the next question I'm always interested uh I guess the bachelor will be on this list but recommendations some movies music tv shows podcasts or books that you're obsessed with right now doesn't have to be new it could be something that you just discovered but you're like oh I have to tell the world about this because this is amazing okay so first of all favorite movie I watch it way too often is Hitch. I just, I adore, I adore that movie. (laughs) I I, literally, I could watch it like three times a day. I've only seen it like twice. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I've seen it at least a dozen times this year alone. Wow. Um, I love that show. Um, Right now I'm watching Vampire Diaries on Netflix. Not my all-time favorite, but it's, it's somewhere up there. Beauty yeah. and the Beast. Oh, that's a good one. It's the TV show, The Beauty and the Beast, though. She oh. like works for NYPD, and he's like a legit beast. It's pretty sweet. Wait, there's so, a TV show? Yeah, it's so oh, good. I'm to check it's that so out. good. If you like crime TV, oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beauty and, and I the like Beast. It's Belle a good one because 
she read and everybody thought it, she was weird for it. And I was like, <laughs> sorry that she's trying to be smart. Like, <laughs> yeah, that so that's a really good one. I also oh, Gilmore Girls. So good. Love Gilmore Girls. As far as books though go, my my family makes fun of me because I read what they consider textbooks. <laughs> like I like like right now I'm reading um More Than a Body by Lexi and Lindsay Kite. That's like a a body image book. Oh, yeah. uh, I just finished reading Intuitive Eating. So that one. Next I have uh Body Respect and Health at Every Size to read. So, you know, my list just goes on and on. So those are always always goodies um what'd you say music oh i will listen to just about anything i'll listen to i love country but not too twang not not too twangy no yeah it's just always like corn whiskey yeah like i I can't my ex (laughs) my tractor (laughs) yeah it's true but yeah and then i'll listen to like just anything that just makes me feel good just who's your favorite artist uh, that's probably got to that be <laughs> Andy Grammer. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, but I just, I adore him. He's great. Yeah. So he's up there. Luke Combs is also a good one for me right now. Kind of digging what he's putting out, but I guess my all time probably got to, yeah. I probably got to stick with Andy Grammer. Yeah. I feel like right now with everything that's going on, music has helped keep me, like Taylor Swift fed me for like, <laughs> all of like the end of last year and then now she just well she's gonna be re-releasing her i think fearless album it has 26 songs i'm ready i might take the day off i'm prepared (laughs) like (laughs) i'm so ready for it Uh, i feel like i could relive those songs um and she has one song it's called hey steven so oh there you go i'm excited to see um made for you i know exactly exactly we're best friends i know she's listening right now hi taylor (laughs) (laughs) awesome well i do want to give you opportunity to plug any projects that you're working on social media for people to find you and then i'll also um i'll find you and follow you and then include your links the links as well in this uh description so that everybody can find them easily yeah, so get your get your papers and pencils, get them ready. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Instagram <I> am. <laughs> Instagram is kind of the hub of where I'm at, and that's yeah. at every ounce dot of strength. Um, so every ounce dot of strength on Instagram. I also have my podcast called the Every Ounce Podcast, where we just talk about all things mental health. I bring on some really great people that have some super amazing stories. So that's also a great place to find some resources. Um, I have a recovery workbook that's available on Amazon. If you just search the recovery workbook um, by Alexis Smith, that'll pop up for you. Um, so that's available on Amazon. Um, let me think anything else. Motivational speaking, you can contact me through um, Instagram is probably the best way. I also have yeah. my website linked through Instagram. So that's the best way to get to my website because it's kind of long. Um, yeah. <laughs> because I'm too cheap to pay for my own domain. Um, <laughs> I just, I just bit the bullet and, and, and did it. I'm like, really no, two weeks I can't ago. do it yet. I yeah. can't do it. I gotta, but someday, someday, yeah, someday you'll get there. Yeah. So yeah. But then I also have like an email list if you're interested in joining that. So just, I'm, I'm all over the place. So, but Instagram I, is probably the main hub. Yeah. You have, a, you have a lot going on. So I'll definitely, I'll link everything down there. Um, I agree. Instagram is I hope that Instagram doesn't get away, go away and we have to relearn something else because Honestly. I I missed the whole MySpace movement because, mm. uh, I mean, that was my age, but I just had no interest in people. Yeah, <laughs> I just play, wanted 
let's pray that Clubhouse doesn't take out over everything. Okay, I will say, and this is my little rant. I like Clubhouse. Are you on it? No, because I have an Android. <laughs> oh, oh, you have it. Well, I'm ending this interview now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm on it, and I think it was great marketing, a great ploy to. Oh, it's invite only. It's exclusive. But then you get on there and there's some really great content, but then there's some that I'm like, hmm, okay, this is this is interesting. But there's just not a lot of people. I feel like everybody is like the blind leading the blind. Nobody really knows mm. what to do on it right now. So it's interesting. I don't, I'm going to make a prediction. I don't think it's going to knock anything out. Okay. Okay, good. I feel that like puts we, me at ease. Yeah, we uh, we are very visual society too. Like we want to, right. there's no visuals at all it's just hearing people and as we've learned or at least I have through working with zoom calls for the past year people hate (laughs) just having to talk they don't know where the mute button's at or anything like that and that's how it is so it gets a little chaotic um yeah yeah that makes sense all right thanks clubhouse for not taking over everything yeah not yeah i don't yeah no we just have to worry about facebook buying everything else and (laughs) 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 awesome well i've appreciated everything and enjoying the conversation like i said i'll link everything down below anything you want to say before we sign off no i guess just my mantra is always give yourself some grace cut yourself some slack Hmm. Um, we, we got to live with more self-compassion and so that's what I always come back to. Um, also just remembering that recovery is so real and it's so worth it. So that's my message to the listeners for today. Awesome. Beautifully and well said. Thank you so much. You enjoy your evening. I'll talk to you soon. Love that conversation. And again, such an inspirational story and, I'm so happy that Alexis, you know, took a bad situation and is now, you know, not only sharing her story, but incorporating it into what she wants to do in life. And I just love it. It's so good. (sighs) Now let's take a moment and, you know, meditate here for a second. So let me find a good... When you feel anger brewing inside you, say no anger that's very helpful it might seem a little you know shitty i almost said shitty but i meant childish um childish but uh yeah when you feel like a sense of like it doesn't have to be anger it could be sadness or anything like that you know and you're just not ready or in the mindset to feel that no leave me alone back off bitch (laughs) mull that over while we enjoy this week's Meditation Minute.
well, hopefully you feel very relaxed and calm now. Um, I sure do. <laughs> uh, again, I want to thank uh, this week's guest, Alexis Smith. Be sure to go check her out on Instagram and everything. It'll be linked down below. Um, go support. That'd be great. Yes, thank you. Uh, thank you again for tuning in this week. Um, please keep coming back. That would be wonderful. <laughs> for sure. I love the support and everything. Um so yeah thanks you can follow me on instagram facebook twitter tiktok and clubhouse at sir stephen rice across all platforms um s-i-r-s-t-e-v-e-n-r-i-c-e sir stephen rice <laughs> also you can check out my website uh sirstephenrice.com where i have blogs which i'm failing at um i need to do more uh, but you can also check out my podcast marriage. That'd be great. Some cute little zaddy hats and mugs and stuff like that. So go check that out. That would be awesome. And just thank you so much for the support. I hope that you are doing wonderful right now with everything. And you're beautiful. Um, keep doing the damn thing. Right? Stay safe out there. And until next time, have a fantastic day. <laughs>